ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما ما بعد i think we're all aware at least to some extent of a specific conflict that's going on in eastern europe and the angle that i want to touch upon specifically is the concept of double standards we all see and we hear very clearly the double standards in connection with how the media in this country is covering that conflict and we often find ourselves thinking how can there possibly be this blatant this stark of a double standard regarding how that's being covered in comparison with many other conflicts that are ongoing now and that have occurred over the last several years and it makes us feel frustrated it makes us feel confused it makes us wonder where is your humanity it makes us wonder how can you possibly have such a double standard with that being said the way that i want to tie this in with today's khutbah with today's reminder is that supposed to make us look within ourselves and ask ourselves do we have double standards within our own character do we have double standards within how we go about our lives do we have multiple faces in our lives and there's a difference between code shifting so to speak the way someone may talk at work the the way they may talk with their family there's a certain level of acceptability and understandability regarding these things that's human nature that's different than a double standard a double standard is when there's a parent telling their child a whole bunch of things and then going and doing the exact opposite in major ways the way that we feel when we see that double standard and how clear it is to us as clear as day this should be an issue of humanity not an issue of race whether someone is european or african or asia wherever someone is from human life is human life and we feel confused and infuriated how can there be such an ugly double standard but we have to ask ourselves are we doing the same thing in our own personal lives the way that we treat people at home does that line up with the way we talk about our deen no one no one is using the word perfection here the concept though is to reflect internally and to see okay do i have any double standards ongoing within my heart within my character within my life within my practice of islam and if there is that issue or if there are issues in connection with that let me work on purging them let me work on cleaning them out especially before the month of ramadan a very clear example a very simple and easy example is the issue of racism within the muslim community if someone is looking at this conflict and saying oh my god how can this coverage be so hypocritical 
regardless of their skin color, that shouldn't be the main issue. But then you find the same Muslims going and telling their kids that you're not allowed to marry someone from this race or that race. And, and then within the hearts and minds of their children, they're going to think to themselves, but 20 minutes ago, you were just looking at the news. You're looking at CNN and complaining. Wow, look at, you know, these people are so hypocritical. Look at these double standards. But then 20 minutes later, during commercial break, when we're talking about this other issue, then lo and behold, there's this very strong and putrid presence of an ugly double standard. It's easy to point the finger externally and to look at others. That's easy. That takes no work. That takes no effort. That takes no tezkiah. That's a, you don't have to worry about doing your own laundry if you're just going to sit there and criticize that, you know, everyone else's clothes are dirty, but then if your clothes are also dirty, why are you more concerned about their stains as opposed to your own? Especially from a spiritual standpoint, we're questioned about our own garments. We're questioned about our own deeds. Who is your Lord? What is your deen? Who is your Prophet Wasallam? Those questions are individualized for the person. So if that person does not put in the effort of takhliya, if they don't put in the effort to rid themselves of these spiritual stains, then they're going to have to answer for it. It's very easy to fall into this trap because having a double standard requires very little effort. If words are thrown in this direction and then words are thrown in that direction and there's a disconnect between them. The hard part is taking a step back and realizing that, you know, I need to, I need to work on myself internally. That's the hard part. So we should all be thinking and reflecting in general because the month of Ramadan is coming. Let me look within myself. What's something that I need to work on? If it's communication between one spouse and another, between the parents and their kids, the kids and their parents, people and whoever else it may be, how can that be worked on from now? How can improvements be made from now? Because step one, if someone has the most amazing kitchen, let's say they just bought a brand new house, or they just built this amazing, beautiful house from the ground up and everything about it is up to date, phenomenal, amazing, touch screen, this on the fridge and, and for the oven and you name it. That's amazing, that's beautiful, that's wonderful. MashaAllah. As amazing, as that kitchen may be, for example, if you have a whole bunch of trash everywhere and you have guests over, at first, from the outside, they're going to see how beautiful the house is. But then as soon as they step inside, they're going to plug their nose and they're going to gag a little bit and they're going to say, oh my God, what is that horrible smell? Oh, it's just a little bit of trash. Don't worry about it. They can't consciously choose to not worry about it if it's punching them in their nostrils every second that they're there. It doesn't change the fact that that's a beautiful kitchen, but step one is to purify the filth, to take out the trash. The process of takhliya. Taking whatever, whatever that garbage is that may be within our hearts and our lives, starting there. Let, let, let me take out the trash. Let me start small. Let me take something and throw it away. Let me work on that. And then another piece. And then another. It's a process. No one is saying that it's an overnight thing. It's much harder to purify the heart than to clean up someone's kitchen. 
but the metaphor applies. Because the beauty is there, the structure is there, but something has to be prioritized over everything else. And if you don't purify that garbage, if you don't take out the trash, you can try to put air fresheners, you can spray lavender, you can burn incense, you can do whatever you want. You can have the fanciest incense in human history. It doesn't change the fact that it looks bad and it still smells bad. It may smell different because now the smell of that trash is mixed with this fancy incense, but it doesn't change the fact that that's priority number one. That's where I need to start. First, there's the process of purification, and then there's the process of beautification. First, there's the takhliya, and then you have the tahliya. First, you have the process of purifying, let me remove something, and then you have the process of beautification. And then after that, you have the tajliya. Then you have amazing things happening, and then you have the beauty becoming even more beautiful and even more powerful, and so on and so forth. But step number one, priority number one, let me make some istighfar. Let me ask Allah for forgiveness. Let me take a step back and analyze, how do I treat people in my family? How do I treat people at home? Because someone can have the most amazing face like Prophet Musa alayhi salam in the masjid, at work, at school. But then at home, if they turn into Fir'aun, then they're responsible for both. And it doesn't mean, okay, fine. Take the concept of being Fir'aun at home, just be quote-unquote authentic and just be Fir'aun at the workplace as well. No one is saying that. Rather, let's flip the process. If someone has it within them to be decent at work and elsewhere, bring more of that mosaic character into the home. Bring more of that goodness into the home because it's there. If a person has it in their capacity, they can do it, but it takes a little bit of time and effort each and every day to slowly and surely strengthen those muscles, just like going to the gym. You don't start off with heavy lifting. You start off small, and then you slowly but surely build into it. Eventually, the person will get there. If someone's a long-distance runner, eventually they'll get there. But you don't start there. You have to start somewhere, though. And let me slowly but surely work on whatever it is that needs to be worked on, especially regarding character. Let me try to remove the foul language. Let me try to remove whatever it is that's there that shouldn't be there, and I know it, and we know it. Let's start there. Let's take out that trash. Let's ask Allah for forgiveness. Making istighfar is and is supposed to be a transformative practice. Asking Allah for forgiveness. Astaghfirullah. Astaghfirullah al-Azim. Astaghfirullah wa atubu ilayh. Allahumma anta rabbi la ilaha illa ant. There are many different versions and variations of it in our deen for a reason. There's variety. There are different ways, there are different options that we have of asking Allah for forgiveness. How can I work on purifying that laundry? First things first, I need to clean it. I need to clean it. And then when you're getting ready, then you can put the fancy cologne that you just bought. Then you can first purification and then beautification. First istighfar, let me ask Allah for forgiveness. Let me work on taking out this trash. Once a person, they purge their kitchen of all of that garbage. Now, now let me work on mopping up the floor. Let me work on cleaning up the counters. Let me, you know, then you start burning the incense and you open the windows and you do all these different things. That's good and beautiful, but first things have to come first. Regarding this life, Allah tells us to walk for the dunya. Don't run, but also don't sit down. 
Walk for the dunya. Put in the effort. Put in the legwork that you need to put in. But time and time again in the Qur'an regarding the hereafter, regarding the akhirah, Allah uses much more urgent terminology. فَفِرُّوا إِلَى اللَّهِ وَسَارِعُوا إِلَى مَغْفِرَةٍ مِّنْ رَبِّكُمْ سَابِقُوا إِلَى مَغْفِرَةٍ مِّنْ رَبِّكُمْ Rush towards the forgiveness of Allah. Compete towards the forgiveness of Allah and His Jannah. Flee towards Allah. For this life, walk, but for the next life, run. We can't wait until tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. Yeah, later, later, later. That issue of procrastination regarding these concepts and these issues is a classic trick of shaitan. Another classic trick of shaitan, because shaitan works in extremes. Okay, fine. If I need to make improvements, then let me become perfect within the next nine and a half seconds. That's also not how this works. Little by little by little. Look at the example of the Sahaba. How did the Prophet deal with them, sallallahu alaihi wasallam? Little by little by little, and it worked. Eventually, when the command came to abandon alcohol, it worked. By far and large, because they were prepared for it. They were ready. It was not iqra one day and then quit drinking the next day. They were given years. They were given over a decade and a half before it got to that point. One step at a time. So within myself, within ourselves, let's think and reflect. How can we navigate this journey of trying to come closer to Allah? Rushing towards Allah, fleeing towards Allah, running towards Allah. How can I start that journey today if I have not already started? And if I have already started, what can I do to ensure that I keep going? Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun ala al-mursalin alhamdulillahi rabbil Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in inna allaha wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabiyya ayuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima sallallahu ala muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam I want to offer an idea for us to, to think about to, to reflect on this concept as food for thought as a type of soul food if you will Today, can each and every one of us, in our own time, privately, ask Allah for forgiveness even a couple times? Start with once. Start with five times. Start with ten times. It doesn't have to be ten thousand times and it becomes this tidal wave of change and it's overwhelming it. No, but can we start with a drop? Can we start with something small? Because with Allah, even what seems to be small to us is not small with Allah Azza wa Allah is ash-shakur. Allah is the most appreciative. If a person simply walks towards Allah, then Allah runs towards them. If they, every example given in that hadith Qudsi, just do a little bit, Allah will do so much more. Do a little bit, Allah will do so much more. Allah is willing and ready to forgive us with open arms, so to speak. But are we willing to turn around and to ask Allah to forgive us? If we've wronged people, to ask people to forgive us. Because we can't just say, Astaghfirullah, however many times, and then we don't care about wronging other people. We need to care about both. We need to look at what's between us and our Creator, and then what's between us and creation, and to try to patch things up, to try to work on things. We have to at least try. Because if we die in that state, then we can at least tell Allah Azza wa Jal that we died in a state when we were genuinely trying our best. Were we perfect? No. No one is making those claims. But were we trying... That's the box that we want to check. That to at least show Allah that I am willing to traverse this path. 
I'm going to try to take out the garbage. I'm going to try to burn that figurative incense and to beautify things. And I want to even take things a step further after that. But step one, to clean the garment, to do the laundry, to start with that purification, to ask Allah for forgiveness. So internally, let's reflect and think and ask ourselves between today and sunset, between today and Maghrib, can we carve out a few moments to ask Allah for forgiveness just a couple a couple times, once, twice, five, ten times, something easy and practical. Doing so may become your one-way ticket to Jannah. Allah may put something in your heart that tastes this incredible sweetness that you realize that, you know what, this, this is the happiness I've been looking for. This is the, the, the sweetness I've been looking for. I looked elsewhere, I didn't find it. But here, there's something about this. And for whoever thinks that Allah cannot change them for the better in literally a moment, then they don't know who Allah is. How many stories in our history, Al-Fudayl ibn Iyad and others, they heard the ayah, أَلَمْ يَأْنِ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَن تَخْشَعَ قُلُوبُهُمْ لِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ وَمَا نَزَلَ مِنَ الْحَقِّ And they went from highway robbers to becoming scholars. That's not necessarily the idea for us, but the point is, one moment can potentially change everything for the better. Forever and ever and ever. But am I willing to receive that light from Allah, that guidance from Allah? We ask Allah to forgive all of us. We ask Allah to pardon all of our mistakes and our sins. We ask Allah to overlook our major mistakes, our minor mistakes and everything in between. We ask Allah to help us to seek forgiveness from Him. And we ask Allah to help us to seek forgiveness from those who we may have wronged and we need to seek forgiveness for them. Because if we don't write things in this life, then that debt will be paid in the next life. And it's much better for us if we settle those differences. Now we ask Allah to give us the courage and the strength to do so. We ask Allah to forgive all of us. We ask Allah for clean and pure hearts. We ask Allah to help us to purge any bad character we may have and to beautify ourselves with good character. Amin ya dal jalali wal ikram. Rabbana la tu'akhidna in nasina aw akhtaqna. Rabbana wa la tahmil alayna isran kama hamiltahu ala alladhina min qablina. Rabbana wa la tuhammilna ma la taqata lana bihi wa'fu anna. Waghfir lana warhamna anta maulana fa'ansurna ala al-qawmin kafirin wa aqim al-salah.